I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Online podcast. You can take any crazy idea. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's hard to make up a very crazy one day. Witches or something like that. And you tell about what people used to believe in witches. And of course, nobody believes in witches now. And you say, how could they believe in witches? Then you turn around and you say, oh, let's see. What witches do we believe in now? What ceremonies do we do? Every morning we brush our teeth. What is the evidence that the brushing of teeth does us any good in cavities? So you start wondering, are we all, imagine if it, the, as the earth turns on the orbit, there's an edge between light and dark. And along that edge, all the people along that edge were doing the same ritual <laughs> for no good reason. Just like in the Middle Ages, they had other rituals. And you try to picture this perpetual line of toothbrushers going around the earth. It's to take the world from another point of view. Now, it may be, may well be that brushing teeth is a very good thing because it gets rid of cavities. And you can ask, you can find out whether it does or it doesn't by trying to find out. Now, you can ask your dentist. He says, of course. And you say, how about evidence? I have not found the evidence from dentists because they just learned it in school. Now, I'm not trying to argue that it's good or bad to brush teeth. What I'm trying to argue for is to think about things from a new point of view. Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. And in today's gorgeous episode, I got to have the beautiful L. Russ from, uh, she's rad. She is the writer of a, uh, book on thyroid health called the paleo thyroid solution stop feeling fat foggy and fatigued in the hands of uninformed doctors reclaim your health exclamation point um really cool book on understanding what the heck is going on with this thyroid gland uh apparently something like 20 or 25 million americans are plagued with some type of uh, thyroid dysfunction 60 percent of those are apparently undiagnosed so there's so many folks out there that are feeling maybe brain foggy maybe fat maybe fatigued, what have you, and uh, they attribute it to all these other potential factors and uh, start seeking out random medications and such when uh, really what they could use is understanding what the heck is going on with this this master gland of ours, the thyroid. So then they're giving you fertility drugs and all these hormones and no one's looking at the master glands, the master gland in the human body. It's responsible for the production and the regulation of all sex hormones and body temperature, mitochondria function, everything else. Mm. So, you know, it's a, it's, if the master gland goes down, everything just turns to crap. Elle is also the host of the Primal Blueprint podcast. You guys can check her out there. You can also see uh, or hear me on the Primal Blueprint podcast. I think that's released, I think it's next week. So you guys can probably think I talked too much already. So maybe <laughs> if you're interested, you check that out. Um, that is Primal Blueprint is Mark Sisson's podcast hosted by L. Russ, I think is how that works. And I am scheduled to go to Mark's house in Malibu uh, next or in December for a uh, interview. So look out for that. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the website, aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N therapy.com. On there you find hundreds of videos on self-care and functional movement. You will find the self-care kit 
which is a hollow foam roller with uh, screw-in lids and two different mile fast release balls, elastic band, door anchor to adjust the height of that band. You get all that stuff on the website or Amazon. Uh, speaking of Amazon, jump on the affiliate link on the website. So bookmark this page, por favor. So many of you guys have already done it. I really appreciate it. Um, on the alantherapy.com website, check out the blog or the podcast page. On the right sidebar, you'll see an Amazon link. Click on that, and then anytime you purchase crap on Amazon, uh, purchase it through that URL, and then it gives Kicks the Align Podcast Foundation 7% or so back. So that is just awesome. Costs you absolutely nothing. Great way to support the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, one new order of business is uh, we are sponsored by Audible. This this broadcast is brought to you by audible.com a-u-d-i-b-l-e.com um audible is rad and they have a gift for y'all a free audio book free month subscription with them costs you absolutely nothing cancel anytime and you get a free uh wonderful audio book out of it they audible has gotten me through uh, my last trip through Europe and Africa, I was out there for five months cruising around, podcast and dance and moving, uh, recording sounds all over the place. And uh, I downloaded the first one I got out of them was Shantaram, which is a really cool book. And it's freaking huge. So I would recommend if you're going to get a book, don't get like a little 30 page pamphlet, get a big old honking book, completely free. And uh, get your get your listen on in the car. So all you got to do is jump on to audible.com, A-U-D-I-B-L-E.com slash try now and uh, get yourself a free book. Everybody just do that because it helps let them know that uh, people are giving a darn about listening to the podcast and it's completely free. It's a gift. Have it. Enjoy it. And I reckon that's all we got. I hope you absolutely adore this episode with Miss L. Russ. And here we go. Align podcast. My curiosity with you is um, some of more of like the psychosomatic components of something <laughs> like hypo or any kind of thyroid disorder or any kind of disorder for that matter. You know, I feel, I feel like we've done a really good job with our Western modern medical model of kind of separating this kind of Descartes dualistic, you know, I am a machine and I have too much fill in the blank. But I think there's more to it than that. So that's kind of something I would love to kind of get in. Do you yeah. have, do you got any insights on that? Or are you like, no, Aaron, you were full of shit. Um, no, actually there's some psychosomatic insights to hypothyroidism, which is that, um, you know who Louise Hay is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when she wrote that book, you can heal your life. And her work was with people and they'd come to her for counseling, spiritual counseling. And she noticed a theme in every single physical ailment that they had. And then she wrote down that theme. And the theme for hypothyroidism was the inability to speak up or not expressing one's creativity. Yeah. And here's the funny thing about that, and I write it in my book, I was raised to take my mouth with me to speak up in life, So, and I'm very outspoken. Everyone would laugh thinking that I would ever hold myself back. However, I didn't have a voice in relationships, romantic ones. So I would get I'd be in a situation I'd feel that choked up feeling and just yeah. kind of be choked up, and I wasn't able to speak up. And when I look back at when I got hypothyroidism, I was in such a relationship. Mm. So perhaps that spawned what would have already happened. I don't know. Yeah. But that that's one of the factors there. So I talk about that in my book where, you know, if someone's struggling from hypothyroidism, they want to, you know, 
attack it naturally first, that that would be a component to look at. Where are you not speaking up or where are you not expressing yourself? Right, yeah. That's and if great... you can't, then get out of those situations, right? You right. know, so yeah. that you don't keep getting that choked up feeling in your throat. Yeah. Cool, yeah. That's I was... right there. So There it is, yeah, just south of the, just south of the Adam's apple, right? A little butterfly yeah. guy, is that where it lives Yeah, like? exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so that's so great. Because yeah, I was like, I was like secretly, deviously like, ha I'm going to start talking about, you know, the chakras and how it could relation be in relation to being able to speak your mind and kind of wondering your perception on that. So that's awesome. So do you... St- how did you work with it? What was the what was the path? Well, I didn't know about that component until later. Uh, what I did is I, I I solved it essentially medically because I didn't understand what I know now. Had had I known what I know now, I would go back and adopt a paleoprimal protocol and a lifestyle, and I would have looked at these things. I would have optimized certain nutrients, but you know, I didn't know that then. So um, I think I would have probably reversed it naturally. Because it doesn't run in my family, you know. Some people just just don't have a choice. But like, it doesn't run in my family, so I know that like I probably would have been able to prevent going on thyroid hormone had I addressed all of these things. So that's why I also wrote the book for people that are trying to resolve it naturally too. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes what can happen with people is is we we neglect the power of placebo with things, and sometimes I think what can happen. Not to say this is this is in relation to you or whatever, but sometimes I think the empowerment of taking control and doing anything sometimes can kind of activate your own innate ability to be like, okay, let's upregulate everything because I'm in control, finally. Yeah, any psychos, I mean, I totally believe in affirmations and words having power. So that has everything to do with what you declare in life. You know, it could be if you're sick and you're like, oh, my body, I hate this, I hate this, or I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Maybe if it's even, I've got to lose weight, I've got to lose weight, then you're constantly perpetuating a state in which you will have to always lose weight versus being like, right. I'm on my way to health or I'm, I'm on my way to a fit body. Even if you don't believe saying I'm a fit in my perfect weight, you can find some switch on language to, to get it into the positive vibration. That's all. I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I heard someone say something the other day about like uh, not not ever having a really great job that they loved, and they were like, "Well, I don't, I just never had one, so I don't even know." And they're like, "You know, a good job's hard to find." And I go, "Bingo! You'll never find a good job. Don't quit your job now because with that attitude, you will never find a good job." Right. So it's like, what story are you telling? Sure. You yeah. know, and some people, at least with sickness too, there can be that element where. People think they're a victim, but they're holding on to, it's almost like their crutch, their, 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 you know, what would they do if they didn't have an ailment? It's their story that they perpetuate. So there's those elements too, right, that can come into play. And until someone's willing to say, I'm done, I'm ready to give this story up. Right, yeah. Whatever story it is, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, what would the United States do if we didn't have a small Middle Eastern country to smash on? (laughs) We'd be smashing on someone else. There'd be I we're think smashing a, on ourselves so i don't even know, you know well there you are you know and i think that that there is something to this this environment or infrastructure that each individual is raised in you know and if you kind of see what we're doing at an individual level you know and like you know polluting the world polluting our bodies you know it's like i i think that if we could make individual change i think that would have a, an effect on like political and environmental changes you know, saying like work like you do, I think you are an environmentalist. I think you are a political activist. You know, you don't necessarily <laughs> because hey. because by getting people more in tune with how they're feeling and what you know their health, that makes you give a damn about everything else. You know, do you agree with that? I do. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a political act. Well, I mean, maybe to some degree. 
I, uh, I just want, I, you know, I feel like I'm one of my biggest things is forget hypothyroidism for a minute. Obviously I want people to get well with that. This, you know, yeah. of course, but I more than anything want people to feel empowered and know that they create their own reality. That is what I believe. And I know it's true for me and I've seen it in other people. And so I kind of believe in that phrase. There are no victims, only volunteers. Yeah, that's good. Like you know, that. I mean, it's the fool me once thing. Got it. But you know, how many times you're going to hit yourself up against that brick wall until you, my other thing too, is like, if you really wanted to be doing it, you'd be doing it. If you really wanted it, you'd be doing it. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. I really wish I could be a singer. Well, are you doing anything towards that? Yeah. You know, I guess you don't really want it then stop talking about it. And I also, you know, I'm a little tough on people. I don't want to hear the same friend call me for five years and talk about how they're ready to lose weight. And at some point I will literally say to that friend, I don't believe you. Sure. You're lying. Sometimes a little tough level really kick people in the ass and maybe that'll do it. And if not, then at least they won't be calling me to talk about it anymore. Go talk, go talk your broken record somewhere else because I'm really interested in people who want to step up and change. You know, that's, uh, you know, that's how it is, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So something with, with the hypo, you were hypothyroid, right? I was. I was also hyperthyroid at one point. I was on too much medication. So I've experienced both spectrums of that. Yeah. Okay. And so something... Both suck. <laughs> yeah. So I want to get into to like really tangible information, but as well, I think it is maybe an interesting correlation. Assuming maybe possibly some of this Eastern medicine approach of being able to speak your mind and, and communicate and all that has some relevance. I think it does, you know, but I'm, I'm not really sure, but it sounds... I like it. Um, it's interesting that it's so much more prevalent with women. That's right. It is. It's uh, one out of eight women in their lifetime will get it. It's disproportionately a women's disease for sure. Huh. Um, and I'm not exactly sure if there's there's not really any kind of scientific reason for that per se. Um, but there is one, there's a couple components there because women are unless there's some random problem for birth, since we're menstruating females and we lose blood every month, um, the potential to get low on iron stores can create a thyroid problem. So that could be one component where women are more, you know, men aren't really losing blood on a regular basis. And, and, and back in the day, hunter or gatherer ancestors would be losing blood in f fights, wars, getting scratched up. You would lose a little bit of blood. And what we're seeing a lot now is there's a lot of people that have iron overload as guys. Who aren't even taking iron or eating too much and it might someone pointed out that that component that you know back in the day you guys were naturally losing some blood along the way here and there I mean you could always just go donate blood and get rid of that high iron but so that could be one that could be one component by women get it a lot the other component could be um, well stress and so if there's if classically the, the woman is maybe handling and juggling all these things in the family and feels like all the weight is on their shoulders they also talk about breast cancer and how the emotional you know component there can be feeling like you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders hmm. that could be a woman who's in a position who's juggling a hundred things taking care of the family you know what I mean so that could yeah. be another area women are I mean I'm not saying there's not great dads out there but you know what I'm saying if you're juggling that in the family and if you're in a situation where maybe you're even codependent on your husband um, for finances or something like that, that could be an extra added level of stress. And stress then can also affect thyroid too. So yeah. there could be something in the women arena there, you know, that might make it easier with them. A lot of women get it after having a couple of kids and childbirth can just to just throw things off. Right. Um, so, yeah, so we don't know technically why it affects women more than men, but there's a couple of, you know, yeah. thoughts. Yeah. So you were you got pretty low with the, your health at one point. You kind of horrible, horrible. What so? 
where did it start? And was there any kind of like, oh, I'm really bad today? Or was it like long term? Or was there a year span that it got crazy? Like, what was, what did that look like? Mm. Um, well, at first it was just like some, uh, just getting my period too often and there were some physical symptoms. Uh, then it was just exhaustion set in. Then it was a whole slew of symptoms. I had up to 30 of them that I list in my book. They're, they're all horrible and they're all random. Uh, we're talking about crying all day long, being inside, being a hermit, not being able to go out, feeling horrible in your own skin. Your brain doesn't work. You're severely depressed as a result of low T3 levels. Um, so the level of depression and sadness and then just isolation is really horrible. And then as you go longer undiagnosed, you get more and more health problems and more and more symptoms. And then it just keeps getting worse until you finally reach the solution and you start to start to get better. So it was really, really bad. It was really bad. Um, it affects relationships with people. There are people that get fired. There are people that get divorced. A lot of people who go undiagnosed, they don't even know what's happening to them. And because they keep going to uninformed doctors, they, they, they you know, so then everyone either thinks they're crazy, thinks it's in their head, or the husband or the wife's going, why is my spouse acting like this? And they don't even know, and no one's telling them. And before you know it, stuff's ruined. And then it's hard to go back and kind of say, hey, uh, these are the reasons why my attitude was affected. You know, because when you've got, uh, most hypopatients have adrenal fatigue and adrenal issues. And then on top of that, having hypothyroid issues, your brain is really not working at the right capacity. You don't have tolerance for things like smells, sounds, uh, light. Um, you don't, you get very overwhelmed easily. You react to things more emotionally because it affects even your sex hormones. So if someone gets low in testosterone, that could be a weepy, weak situation where you might react in a certain way or overreact to something you would have otherwise not reacted to that way if you didn't have the thyroid problem. So that causes a lot of issues too. So there's this whole other component. And in my book, I write sort of letters to these people, like to a boss of a patient who's hypothyroid or here, you know, here's to the husband. Um, but if no one knows what's going on, you can only imagine how frustrating it would be to be with a spouse who's slowly declining. They're not the person they used to be. They're treating people maybe in a way that's not cool. And their sex drive goes away. I mean, you know, these are all really serious problems that to go into relationships. So there's that aspect, too. Yeah. It doesn't just affect your weight and your health. You know, it's um, but at the end of the day, what hypothyroidism is, is a very slow death is what it is, huh. because you won't necessarily die of hypothyroidism itself. You will die from some health problem you get because you were in a hypothyroid state. Hmm. And so it does feel like that. Um, there's a couple of testimonials and people who've talked about it this way. I felt it. You feel yourself dying. It's horrible. I don't even know. Hmm. Only people who are listening right now who are suffering will understand that level of severity. Mm. It really is it's horrible. There are people that literally cannot even get out of bed wow. and move. And there's people that have been in wheelchairs and are hating it. And then once they get their thyroid optimized and they're, they're doing well, they're like walking, running, they're doing great. Now, I mean, now I'm wonderful. Now every day is great. I mean, I, I have a level of mental and physical stamina that far exceeds even people who are a lot younger than me. Um, and it's a totally different world. But I did have friends that called me and apologized later and said, you know, we really thought you were a party pooper and I was really mad at you for being kind of lazy and not having fun. And it's because I'm exhausted. You could sleep 12 hours a night and still wake up tired. Yeah. Um, so, you know, having, you cannot live without a thyroid gland or you will die. So you have to have adequate thyroid hormones. So if you cannot live without the gland, AKA proper thyroid hormones, what do you think is going to happen to someone who's got suboptimal or really low thyroid hormones? It's just going to be a really slow decline. Yeah. 
you know, and it's sad. It's really sad. And people think that the depression comes from like, oh, well, they got fat or your hair's falling out or any of these symptoms. It literally is coming from the fact that the brain has more T3 receptors than anywhere else. And so it literally is depression. So then you get misdiagnosed. So then your doctor gives you Prozac and that only works for three months. And, and now it doesn't work because no one ever got to the root of it. Or you got misdiagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome or some other gynecological problem. It affects women so much in that arena, miscarriages, infertility. So then they're giving you fertility drugs and all these hormones and no one's looking at the master glands, the master gland of the human body. It's responsible for the production and the regulation of all sex hormones and body temperature, mitochondria function, everything else. Mm. So, you know, it's a, it's, if the master gland goes down, everything just turns to crap. Yeah. Yeah. As you're, you're speaking, I was wondering how many people that have some type of thyroid disorder, which apparently is a huge number of people that are 200 million people in the world and, and 25 million Americans, if not more, because 60% are undiagnosed. Yeah, right. That's the 60% thing, you know, and so I wonder how many people are kind of self medicating with something like or, you know, whatever going on getting like Zoloft, or you said Prozac, or, you know, it's likely you and, and then that ends up putting more or statins, stress. right, you know, and then that ends up putting us into this kind of new situation now now we're stretching you know our our our, our whole viscera from processing yeah. these drugs on top of the original problem <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, it's putting a band-aid on top of it you no know, one ever's getting down to the down to the bottom of it it's yeah. really and it, what's so dumb about it is that the information is there this stuff is totally fixable so the only thing that's holding anyone back from getting better are doctors that are not informed they're using outdated old thyroid protocols and treatment and their egos in that same. So a lot of patients are literally being kept sick because of the egos of doctors. That's to me the most horrific part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, it's, I was reading something with, uh, with Dr. Weil recently, a book, Spontaneous Healing, I think it was Spontaneous Happiness. Yep, I've read that book before. So good. Yeah. And, um, kind of just talking about the potential outdatedness of some of these models and the fear around moving on because it's like the, the analogy that he used in there is, I forget who, who said it, but it was like, we think of it's like knocking down an old barn and building a skyscraper. It's like, no, 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 it's not that we're destroying the model. What we're doing is we're continuing to hike up the hill and we're looking back, we're saying, that's where we were, that's great. But now we, we're kind of more, a little more integrative now. You know, but there's the, I think there is this fear around, don't take it away from me. This is, this is my, my livelihood, you know? So I think that that sticks us in a kind of an ignorant place. It makes it stickier. Yeah. Well, and on the note of him, even though I think he's contributed greatly to the world, if you look at his anti-inflammatory food pyramid, it's pretty inflammatory. He still uh -oh. suggests using certain oils and grains that I totally disagree with. So I don't want to necessarily say that I'm a huge fan there um, because a lot of things that he suggests, I think, are really off and, and still within the old paradigm, unfortunately. But um, he's got a lot of great things to say about mind-body, and he was one of the first guys to really introduced alternative healing and thoughts to the mass public, which I will credit him for. I mean, I started reading spontaneous healing probably came out 20 years ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I, uh, I definitely, I definitely think he's, he's got a lot of great things to say, but just, you know, I don't think about his anti, his food pyramids a little off in my opinion, but yeah. Yeah. So as far as empowering people of the world, you know, when they're going to see a doctor or whatever, and they're having, say they're feeling groggy or they're feeling depressed or, you know, fill in the blank. You know, how do people have, I guess this is it, information, but like, where, where do people start with saying like, no, like, this is what, I think we need to check this, you know, how do they do that? 
Well, um, I actually just told a friend the other day who needed to, who wants to get tested for all the proper thyroid hormones. And he said, well, I'll email my doctor and just have them place the order for the test. And I said, ah, it's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough because what will happen is the doctor might say, they might look at ferritin, which is this iron storage, and they go, oh, whatever, I know how to test their iron. And they don't even test the ferritin, they test something else. So again, it's kind of one of those things where you have to be pretty, got to step up and be pretty adamant and say things like, hey, listen, I need all of these exact things tested. And if you are not willing to order these for me, then let me know now so that I can find another doctor who will. Hmm. And before you take the blood test, you need to look. One of the biggest things I'm trying to impress upon everyone here is patient compliance and patient, you know, standing up. Uh, 90 per, more than 95% of everyone that I meet who's on thyroid hormones has no idea how the thyroid works. They have no idea what hormones are on. They have no idea how they work. That's kind of a losing game, right? You're going to go down a real bad path. So to trust fully in a doctor because they have an MD from Harvard to say, I'm going to let this person just tell me what to do and dictate that. It's stupid. Yeah. I did it. I did it and I remained, you know, I remained sick for two years because my doctor kept saying, not your thyroid, but I didn't go and do the research to see what is this test he took that says was okay. I didn't go and do a stand up, you know, I didn't stand up and take, take charge. So if you've got a disease or someone diagnoses with you something, I mean, I think the first and foremost is to learn all you can about it so you can help you help your doctor help yourself or get a new doctor. Yeah. Um, Oftentimes, too, I'm going to say this, you know, doctors patronize patients and people get and you know, people get bullied. They get bullied. And I've been bullied before. I've been made to cry in a doctor's office because someone told me I was stupid for a test I wanted to take. Turns out I did have a deficiency in that test that they laughed about. Um, not surprised. They were like, I don't need to test B12. That's ridiculous. And they like laughed. And I had a serious B12 deficiency. So um totally classic. So, you know, people feel in those moments, especially if you're hypothyroid and you're feeling weak and your brain's not working right, then you're in that moment where you're being patronized, you're being bullied and you accept it. Mm -hmm. It's if you can't turn it around that moment and go, Hey, I have insurance. You're my doctor. You're supposed to work with me. If you can't stand up and be that bold, then you have to go to another doctor and, and do another level of preparation for that kind of moment. So I think a lot of people get patronized by doctors and they're just allowing doctors to tell them what's up. Yeah. That would, that's just a losing game. You have to participate in your health Yeah, and to participate. And, you that's, know? and that's how I, I think that's how I'm witnessing the model start to change is now we're at a point because we're all connected to this worldwide nervous system. That's the internet, you know, that it's like, if you have a specific free podcast, yeah, if you have a specific <laughs> bodily issue and you're focusing your whole last six months on understanding that thing and you go and see a doctor that generalizes in things like there's a really good chance, you know, more about that thing than that doctor does. But that's right. That's pretty scary for a doctor. Not to say that everyone's in that situation, but I know that a lot of people are. <laughs> you know, and it's like that... I shouldn't know more about thyroid health than doctors, yet I do. And that's not cool in my opinion. You know what I mean? It's it's not right, but it is it's the truth and people have to know that. And um you're right. What it is is it's a belief system they are indoctrinated in and they might not want to admit Obviously, they're not going to open with that, that they're not going to admit that they might not know something, but that would be a doctor I'd want to see is someone who'd be willing to look into something and research that or say, all right, well, that's against my training. 
but let me take a look at this book you gave me or, or whatever it is. Now, most, most HMO doctors have 15 minutes. No one's going to give you that time. If you want that kind of time, you've got to go see a functional medicine doctor who's going to spend an hour with you. And it's worth every penny and it's worth, it's worth the effort to try to find such a doctor. You know, you go to the HMO general practitioner for when you've got a dumb cold or, you know, you cut your finger, right? But if you're talking about really an overhaul in health, you need to go to a doctor that's gone above and beyond their MD training and so many haven't and they're all uninformed and it's no different than someone telling me tomorrow that eating fat is going to give me a heart attack. I will laugh in their face. That's not true. That's that's true based on 40 years ago, false studies, etc. but it's not true. So you've got doctors operating in a 30, 40 year old paradigm of thyroid health and that's just, you're going to, you're going to lose, yeah. you know, and most people do because they're on that, they're, they're on that drug and they're, they're going down that road and then they never get better or they're sick for 20, 30 years. I know people that are, can't get out of bed now and they've been mistreated for 30 years by an uninformed doctor. But did that patient ever step up and learn about their stuff? No. They just took their Synthroid every day for 30 years, never asked a question, never looked at blood tests, never did anything. Who's to blame there? Right. Both. Yeah. Both are to blame. You, you, you have... Uh, you have a part in this, so you have to take part. Yeah. And if you allow someone to treat you in a certain way and you're still not feeling well, onus is on you. You know, where's your negligence as a patient? Sure. Yeah. And even when you're preparing for a doctor, you know, type it, make it easy for them. Type it out. Ty type out on a separate, you know, they never give you enough lines on like the fill-in form, like the intake form. Print out a separate piece of paper and what vitamins are you on, what the dosages are, what, you know, write it all out. Help them help you. Get copies of your blood work. Look at them. Study them, you know, and they're, like you said, in this day and age, there's so much great free information out there and so many great websites with proper information or patient-to-patient -patient forums where you can post labs and post stuff and say, is this right? Is this not right? And um, or coaches, whoever. So there's no excuse nowadays. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe for the first 30 years ago, right? Okay, I get it. We're all kind of in this paradigm and, you know, Western medicine and you just go, okay, I'll take the pill. Thanks, doc. Right. But people remain sick for 30 years because they have not stepped up and inquired. Yeah. So that's a tough day too, you know, because that's the day when you, uh, you know, you it's a hard day because you look back and you realize, you have to deal with the moment of anger for the uninformed doctors and the ego and, and, and the misinformation there. And then you also then have to deal with yourself and you have to look back and go, why didn't I, and you can't woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? Cause you just have to move forward. But there are those moments in the healing process where you have day. I have days where I'm like, God damn, if I had just asked more questions, if I had done more research, I wouldn't have had all those problems for two years being undiagnosed that first time, or I wouldn't have gotten this second bout of hypothyroidism if I had known X, Y, Z and didn't drop the ball on ABC, real simple things that I dropped the ball on that affected that. So, you know, I can't, I, I don't want to like sit around and blame yourself. Or of course that's not healthy, but you know, it just to show everybody, how long do you want to suffer? And if you want it to be real quick, the route to wellness, you got to jump in there and learn it and join in, yeah. you know? Well, it's, you could reword it from blame yourself to take responsibility, you know, and that's absolutely, a, that's, a, absolutely. that's a really nice word, like response, res, able to respond. That's like, oh, yeah, this is me. Like, I can do this. But again, that takes power away from someone else fixing you. And that's right. takes money away from the system. Right. Yeah. And we want so badly to someone just tell us what to do. And it's just 
you know, fix us, but that is kind of a losing game in my opinion, right? So I agree, you have to take responsibility and you have to also realize you you have a part in this and just because someone has an MD and can write a prescription doesn't mean you can't help navigate that. Yeah, yeah, and that's, there's the, um, I, I shouldn't bring this up because I don't remember the specific details of it, but there's the experiment, I think it was like in the 70s, and they had the monkey that was, they had like one monkey was like the wire monkey that has uh, some food, and then the other was like a fluffy had monkey. Had cocaine? Was, yeah, no, I don't, think there, was, I don't think there was a cocaine. Oh, they they should have put some cocaine. There was that, a monkey that cocaine. That would have been more fun. But, but they had a, it was a, it was a baby monkey, and they, they, the baby monkey was choosing between the fluffy monkey with no food and the wiry kind of, you know, like weird light bulb monkey with, uh, with food. And what they found is that the monkey really just wanted a mother. It really wanted a fluffy, Aww. loving mother, you know? And so it's, it's, you see it huddled up. I mean, it's really sad, the whole thing. But that's what we see when you go to see a doctor that doesn't have empathy. They haven't been trained in this kind of like human connection. Like doctors are Thank sh- you for sh- mentioning that. Yeah, doctors are shamans whether they realize it or not. Like they're practicing the power of placebo and the power of your activating your self-healing mechanism. You know, but you mentioned with that like taking an hour and being heard, right? That's something that we're missing. And that's a crucial component to medicine. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because I brought someone to an endocrinologist are classically the worst people to treat thyroid hormones. They are the most indoctrinated. And uh, I took a patient to see a doctor and the afterwards, uh, and it was a horrible experience. I write about it in my book. Um, it's also pretty funny. But the the patient when we left was bawling, crying in the parking lot with me. And she was like, she didn't even look me in the eyes. She didn't even ask me one question. Literally, we were just talking about her in the third person as if she wasn't even there the whole time. And just so awful on top of this. I'll give you, I just want to give you examples from my book. This just goes to show you that the egos and, and how terrible this is. Went to an endocrinologist and I said, listen, your patients, I believe suffering from a reverse T3 problem. Will you please test their free T3 and the reverse T3? Will you please just take this test? First thing out of her mouth is we don't test reverse T3. That's old school. And I said, well, that's funny. I just recovered from a reverse T3 problem. So I find it pretty new school. All I'm asking, she has insurance, is that you take this test. And she said, well, fine, but I don't know how to evaluate it. And I said, I'm sorry, did you just patronize me for asking you for a test that now you're telling me you know nothing about? I don't have a degree in medicine, but I have a degree in philosophy, and that is some crappy-ass logic. Right? right? Yeah. That's like me telling you right now, like, do not go see the new X-Men movie. And you're like, oh, my God. Did you? And you're like, did you hate it? And I go, oh, I didn't see it. It's that dumb. So then in that same meeting, the doctor was like, I'm not going to let someone tell me how to dictate how I practice medicine. And I was like, I'm not dictating you. I'm asking you to do this, right? So at the end of the, uh, it turns out, of course, the patient had a reverse T3 problem. I was totally right. So she was absolutely wrong. So I, not only that, I discovered what was wrong with this patient. That shouldn't happen, okay? It should have been the doctor that figured that out, but she didn't. She didn't even know what reverse T3 was, how to evaluate it, yet totally patronized me for asking for it. So now you can see how a patient would be in a situation where a doctor just dismisses them and they go, okay, I guess you shouldn't take the test then because it's very hard to stand up to someone like that. That's why I was there because I don't have any qualms about challenging a doctor or anyone else for that matter. Um, Then finally at the end of the appointment, I said, listen, can you just please, the patient was on T4 only, and I said, can you just please give this patient a little bit of T3 with their dose? Can we do something here? And she goes, 
fine, I'll add five micrograms to her dose or whatever. And then I walked out of there and I wish I kind of wanted to look back and go, I guess you did allow a patient to dictate how you do medicine. Mm. Right? So the whole conversation with this doctor and this doctor never, ever looked the patient in the eye, didn't ask her how she was feeling, nothing. She was looking at lab. She said, she said to me, I want to see this here. And I go, well, if my free T3 were where you're telling me it should be, uh, I would be seriously hypothyroid. So no individualization, no realizing things are different for each patient, not even taking the right test, and then patronizing and discounting a test that she said was old school and ridiculous and then didn't even know what it was. Yeah. I, that is effed up, yeah. in my opinion. I, you know? tr I try not to talk about things that people can easily Google search, like what is T3 and T4 and all that stuff, but just sure, to put sure, sure. people on the, on the same page, can we kind of like summate that to agree of like, just to put people on the page of like, what the heck's a thyroid doing? <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, well, to give a brief synopsis, the, the, there's uh, the pituitary gland in the brain. It senses when your body is low in thyroid hormones and it will send a signal to your thyroid to wake it up to produce more. That's an ideal scenario. Okay. Sometimes the signal is not strong enough. Sometimes the signal sent the thyroid doesn't respond well, or it responds. And then those hormones are not metabolized properly, which is why this is all with this, where the paleo fat adaptation component comes in and adrenals and iron, and there's lots of components, but T4, T3, all that everyone, anyone really needs to know is that T3 is the only biologically active thyroid hormone period. T4 is a pro hormone. It is useless in let it convert unless it converts into the stuff that matters, which is T3. To give you an example, I've had zero T4 in my body for 3.54 years now. Okay, doesn't matter that I don't have any T4 in my body. Is it? It's not. It's not a first order of business for someone to be on T3 only, like I am. I'm there for a particular reason because I was a I had a reverse T3 problem. You want to be on T4, you want the conversion process to happen, but sometimes it doesn't work. So classically, doctors and endocrinologists are testing the signal from the brain and they're testing the pro-hormone, but they are not testing the thing that actually matters that corresponds with how you feel, and that's free T3 test, if anyone wants to actually know what the test is, and it's really T3. So T3 is, to just show you how powerful it is, if you were to Google T3 or Cytomel, which is the brand name for it, 500 bodybuilding sites will come up right away versus thyroid sites. People are like, I remember being like, what is this about? It's because bodybuilders, when they're getting ready for a competition and they need to quickly burn as much fat as possible, they jam themselves with T3, bad call. Some of them screw up their thyroids, screw up heart rates. I mean, certainly not a healthy thing I would suggest, but that's what they do to burn fat, okay? It's the only fat burner we have in our entire body. That's why my book's also applicable to people who just want to optimize their normal thyroid output, just their, their, you know, if they're already healthy and doing well and they just want to optimize it. If you don't have enough teeth, and that's why hypo patients get fat classically, not all of them, but that's why they gain a lot of weight that there's no amount of working out you can do. I, I went from like 110 pounds to 155, eating 800 calories a day and working out two to three hours a day that's kind of almost technically impossible in the world of calculating calories in calories out and expenditure and all of that. But my body was 96 degrees. It had no energy, no fuel on the fire. That is T3. So all that matters is your T3 levels essentially in terms of how you feel. And most doctors aren't even testing that. So even if you don't know anything about thyroid health, knowing that T4 is a pro hormone 
and then it does nothing. You can give a patient all the T4 they want. You can keep jamming, which happens. And then the patients never get better because they're not testing. Is it converting into the thing that actually matters? So they're not even testing what matters. So most endocrinologists and doctors are testing TSH and T4, and they're not testing the thing that actually matters. Yeah. It's actually one of the dumbest, most harmful things that doctors are doing. And um, the other thing is they're basing it. It doesn't matter what the signal's saying. All that matters is, did you get the package, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter that you call and place the order 500 times for a book on Amazon. Did you get it? You don't, if you didn't get it, you don't keep calling and placing the order. Yeah. The order from the brain. You don't worry about this, this, the phone call. You worry about shipping, address, department, what's getting... What's getting converted? So that's really anyone needs to know. And I'll rattle it off right away just because I want to give some people some good free information here. But a comprehensive thyroid panel would be TSH, free T4, free T3, uh, reverse T3, and then the two Hashimoto's antibodies, which is TPO antibody and the TG antibody. That would be just a really good baseline comprehensive. Then there's some peripherals like ferritin, vitamin D, DHEA sulfate, B12, There's a couple other peripherals there that are all aligned with thyroid, and that's all in my book, and I give tons of before and after blood work examples and how to evaluate blood work and everything. I mean, I wrote this book because I couldn't find this book when I was suffering, and I needed this book, you know, because I wanted details. I wanted to see before and after photos. I wanted to see blood work, and how how do I even know what to look for? I mean, you can tell me what test to get, but then what am I looking for? Where should it be in the range? You know, now for most people, like if you are personally, I'm sure you would have mentioned it, but you probably don't have a thyroid problem. If we were to take your, your thyroid right now, I I bet you your free T3 result would probably be mid range because that's kind of where it normally is for average people with no thyroid problems. So then there's things that get missed because someone might be a point or two below the range and the doctor dismisses it. Well, for them, that might be hypothyroid goes the other way. Let's say a patient is on thyroid hormone replacement and the doctor sees that the free T3 is at the top of the range or a little bit over. Not alarming at all. That does not mean you're hyperthyroid. There's other ways to test that. That might be right for them. For me, my T3 is, I usually do best when it's towards the top of the range. Um, I know someone who does well a little bit below mid-range and I know people that only do well at the top or a little bit over. So, to rely on ranges based on an average population of people that don't even have thyroid problems and to try to get, you know, your free T3 here is, again, not an individualistic approach to medicine, mm-hmm. you know, and it harms patients. If doctors are reliant on these ranges or they're afraid of getting sued for old paradigms or whatever it is or going out of a range, well, then that patient's going to remain sick. So essentially T3 is all that matters. All that matters at the end of the day is what are your T3 levels? And so that's why it's a really false paradigm because T4 is just a pro-hormone. And again, I they say there's no studies that say you need T4. Granted, it's I would love I, I look forward to going back on a T4, T3 combo. That's how that's endocrine mimicry. I'm certainly overriding it by being on T3 only, but it saved my life. Um, and so it's a little bit more to manage. It's more to dose. It's not recommended for most people unless you do have a conversion problem. But that's that's where a lot of these problems lie. They're not even testing the thing that matters. And then so. there is, you know, you when you were talking about my, my test to be like average, <clears throat> if you look in our culture, we're, again, inundated. It's kind of like a fish floating around a toxic pool. You know, you're like, we want to match up to that toxicity. It's like, well... M- Maybe there's something like you don't really actually 
give a darn about average, actually. <laughs> like, they, like, I don't want to be average. I want to be above average. I want to be dominating. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I wonder, is there, do you, have you witnessed anything where it's like what they say is kind of average or ideal is maybe, do you have any opinion of like, oh, maybe it's, maybe like you want to be a little higher in this or lower in that, or is, do you feel like it's about appropriate? Well, for example, like ferritin iron storage, the range usually is 10 to 150, but if you're below 50, you're edging towards some, some problems. And a doctor recently told a friend of mine who had a ferritin of 30 that she was fine and that was normal for her age. No, it's not. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And she was having fertility problems and low ferritin can be part of that. Low ferritin iron storage can affect how your own thyroid hormone works. That's why there's so many ways to attack this naturally and try to fix it before you have to do before you have to go on thyroid hormone. I'll be on it for the rest of my life at this point. My thyroid gland is probably actually atrophied for being so long on thyroid hormone. I know I probably could have avoided it had I known what I know now. But that's why I tell people like here's here's the protocol you do and then wait eight to twelve weeks and see if anything improved. And so for example, same with vitamin D. There could be a range there, but having a vitamin D of thirty or vitamin D twenty five hydroxy is not sufficient. It really should be 60, 70 to 100. You know, ferritin should be 50 to 100 for both men and women. Um, so again, it's like what's optimal within that range, not just because it's within it. And so a lot of people are just, okay, well, it's within range. I guess I'm okay. Well, what if it's at the very bottom of the range? Yeah. So if, and most people feel like crap when their free T3 is at the bottom of the range. I've not met one person who feels well. And when it's below the range, I mean, and you can see these blood, this blood work in my book and of other people in my book, which is the free T3 result is really what corresponds with how you're feeling yeah. most of the time. Okay. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah. And then another thing that I, I deal with a lot with working with clients here is, is people's fear of uh, salt. And uh, yeah. You know, and so that's again like old paradigm, old model stuff where it's like salt bad, make you hang on to water, make you make you puffy, make you you know, it's like, well, I think we overdid that a little bit. <laughs> you know, and then it's also what's the quality of the salt? You know, we don't ask these yeah. questions. I'm you... so glad you said that because salt is so important for the adrenals. Right. And you can actually really help heal adrenal fatigue through the use of sea salt, vitamin B complex, and vitamin C. And instead of going on one of these adrenal formulas or whatever, and I'm not saying they're all bad, there are some that are really great adaptogenic herbs and there's herbal formulas out there. But um, I, I hear that all the time about like, well, I don't want to get bloated or I don't want to do that. I'm like, you know, it's the strict iodized salt that makes you bloated. It's the stuff in the top ramen junk crappy salt that makes you bloated. Real Celtic or Hawaiian or Himalayan salt is necessary and even more so if you're really super low carb you actually even need more salt so honestly that is one thing we see and by the way just sodium levels if you just take a general cbc and you get your sodium done you kind of want it to be around like 145 so sometimes even people at 139 or 138 you know you can always use a little bit more salt but people are so afraid of it yeah, yeah. again an old paradigm right i mean they feel like i'm gonna get high blood pressure it's like actually real good salt helps normalize and control that and then the, yeah. other, the other old paradigm, old model stuff is the fear of fat, you know, and, yep. then, the, and then the correlates between like omega-3 and, you know, a variety of fatty acids and or, you know, essential fatty acids in relation to depression. And then the correlation between de depression and thyroid disorder, you know, so mm -hmm. it's like, it's like you can't, this is like in the physical body, you can't compensate your shoulder without affecting your foot. It's just not possible. You know, it's, That's a, right. it's the same concept with what you eat, with your relationships, with blah, 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 all these things, you know. So what about fat? 
Well, you know, that's such, I mean, I basically, when I got hypothyroidism, I was living the low fat, low carb paradigm, which is a horrible combo <laughs> because it's a terrible combo. But, um, you know, I love the cover of Time Magazine a couple years ago. I had a piece of butter and it said, butter eat one. butter. Everything we knew about fat was wrong. And it's so true. Um, I still have people who are in that pulled paradigm. I'll be at the Whole Foods. I'll be getting like bison ribs and someone will come up to me and go, oh, are those less fatty than the other? And I'm like, I don't care. I want all the fat. I don't, it's not even, it's, that's not even a thought in my head anymore. But again, people are so afraid of fat. Now, you should be if you're eating a high-carb diet because, yeah, then the fat's not going to get metabolized and burned properly. And it's going to be too busy working on the carbs. And then, yes, that can lead to bad lipid panel. But, you know, breast milk is... 50% saturated fat. So I guess nature got it wrong. I mean, you know, it's like, come on, people. Every cell in our body, you know, cholesterol is needed for all the production of sex hormones. It's why a lot of raw vegans and vegetarians after a long period of time either don't get their period for a very long time for women or have issues there. It's because there's not enough fat to support that. So fat and cholesterol is important. But again, in the picture of eating a high-carb diet, it would be... It would be dumb. Yeah. It would be dumb. It would be harmful. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it, that's the hardest thing when you go down this train is getting off the social convention of not only mealtimes, but what you should eat, macros, all the stuff. And, you know, it's also individual. And I wish um, there's so many people that, that call me and I'm sure call you. And they're just like, just tell me what to do. Sure. Just tell me what to eat. I just just give me like a plan. And I'm like, I can't do that. That wouldn't be aligned with your personal, I mean, I can give you some ideas to start off with, but that's going to change. You know, when you go down the road of getting fat adapted or go down this paleo primal role, uh, uh, you know, pathway, you become so calorically efficient that the amount of food you once ate that satisfied you, then now you're full and bloated from that same amount. Mm -hmm. it, it takes a, a mind to recognize that and go, all right, maybe now I need to do a new adjustment. That's an intuitive thing that you have to figure out for yourself. You can't eat the same amount of calories and macros every day forever and expect that to just work for you. Sometimes it could work for people, but I doubt there might not be energy problems in there too or something. Yeah. Yeah. What about, <laughs> you know, uh, people already think I'm crazy. It's fine. What about like vibrational work or like singing, you know, and again, your voice, your communication. Is there anything that you've kind of, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I do believe, especially since not speaking up or having a voice is related to hypothyroidism on that spectrum. I've obviously believed that any chance you can to speak up or clear up things like that would be great. I believe in all of the modalities. There's people that have gone to chiropractors and acupuncturists and fixed a thyroid problem. There are um, hypnosis can really help people with lots of different things. Maybe it's quitting smoking or something else, or maybe it's just getting rid of negative words and affirmations and thought patterns and maybe you just need to change that um i absolutely believe in meditate you know guided meditation cds and things like that for healing there's yeah. some really great ones out there candace pert has an amazing cd out there she's um was a former director or still works for the national institute of health and she's got a great healing cd like a guided meditation you can almost fall asleep to mm -hmm. that really just puts such good vibes no matter how sick you are and that like that really helped me when I was hating it and didn't know what was happening to me the second time um, I found those things so helpful I also found absolutely going on a news fast not watching anything negative at all 
right. you know, only imprinting my subconscious with positive things. There's Reiki. There's I did EFT. You know, I did tapping to get rid of some negative issues. I um, like anger I had towards doctors, <laughs> you know, because I really did. I mean, I'm still I'll, I'll talk I shit can, about them all I day can, long. I can feel I'll still it, yeah. talk. <laughs> I'll still talk smack about them all day long. Right. Um, but but at the end of the day, like, I mean, I really like got very upset, you know, get very upset. And it's it's still hard. You know, it's hard when you like when I walked out of that endocrinologist's office with the person I took in there and she's crying because the doctor didn't look at her. And then I just got jumped by this chick telling me, you know, it's a uh, that test a joke and she didn't even know what it was. That's an upsetting scenario. And and the, the, the moments in those moments when I shed tears over that, it's for like, I'm sad for everyone that's going to be coming into her office and that I can't do anything about it. Yeah. The, but I did do something about it, which is write a book, clearly. So I'm trying to do what I can about it. But those are the moments where you feel like, uh, it's almost like if you're on a subway and you saw someone hit their child. Sure. You kind of can't, you know, there's there's moments where what are you going to do? You're going to jump in on that? You're going to choose that battle? Maybe you'll get hit or punched. Who knows? It's their kid. And then again, even if you say something to them, Who's to say that they're going to walk off that train and be a different person? There are times when we're like, ah, no way. You're like, no, you know what I mean? Like, oh, so there are those sad moments. But for the most part, I had real serious anger and resentment towards doctors at the time. And I had to do some healing around that. So I believe in all of these modalities. And I believe that, you know, whatever works for you is great. Um, I believe I, I haven't looked too much into the vibrational sound healing, but I'm sure that that is you know, it's like whatever you want to try, I'd be like, try everything. My only warning would be don't go online and try a supplement or something without looking into it. And I want to just mention iodine because that's a mistake a lot of patients make. They go online and they'd research thyroid and they go, oh, maybe it's it's caused by an iodine deficiency. So I'll start taking iodine and you can actually make a thyroid problem much worse doing that. You should never take extra iodine other than the little bit in seaweed or shellfish or in a multivitamin that's only like micrograms, but you shouldn't be taking high levels of iodine unless you know you actually have a deficiency or should be screwing yourself up. So I don't suggest people just go try every supplement or something out there, but I do suggest that if it's any kind of um, healing modality beyond that or spiritual healing stuff we're talking about, absolutely do all of it, whatever resonates with you yeah. and whatever makes you feel better and whatever lowers stress because at the end of the day, if you're having a thyroid problem naturally that can be resolved naturally, such as a reverse T3 system or something brought upon by starving oneself or over-exercising or a lifestyle change, you need to send the message to your body that you're okay in order for that whole feedback loop to get back involved. It also might need some more calories or less running or whatever the lifestyle issue is. But it's important that you're sending that message. So if that means you have to do a guided meditation once a day to combat your thoughts all day about, I hate my body, I hate this, I hate this, which again, sending, you know, that's separating yourself from, then I absolutely suggest that. I mean, I think it's very worthwhile. It kept me sane in a lot of uh, areas and also kept me hopeful, yeah. you know, and I'm sure it did some good and helped me find the path to wellness and find when I needed to find, you know, the answers, yeah. you know, I always say like, I'm a very investigative person. Um, in general, like I, I'm that person where, um, have you ever had a friend call you and say something like, Hey, listen, uh, if anything ever happens to me, my neighbor is a little bit weird. Here's his name. Here's his number. Like sure. I'm the person people call for that because they know if something happened to them, I would solve the murder. Like I would do, <laughs> like I would do everything I could to take whoever did that down. And so that's why I would be that person people would call. So I look at it same way sometimes with hypothyroidism, even though I don't treat it like an enemy, but I look at it like, 
oh, hypothyroidism really effed with the wrong check. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was bound to get to the bottom of this and expose it. Or the right, not... the right check, I guess, probably. Definitely the right check, right? Yeah. For, for the people for that are suffering, else. yes. Yeah. For hypothyroidism, hate it. It lost this battle. But right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> took it down. Like, I'm, like you're going to try to kill me? I'm going to I'm gonna totally take you down and expose you. Don't, don't murder me slowly, like you you son of a whatever. Right. So, I mean, even though I don't look at, you know, diseases, like you should, yeah, I'm just joking. Obviously, I don't think you should look at your body as an enemy or something's attacking you or look at it anti. But there's that kind of part of me that's like, well, I guess it did pick the right person because that is sort of who I am. And I was, uh, I wasn't also going to, I didn't give up. I didn't give up. And a lot of people give up. They just give up. They go, well, I went to 20 doctors and, you know, I had a family member yell at me and say, you know, you've got to listen to one of these doctors. They thought I was going to excess amount of doctors, but all of them were stupid and failed me. And some of them hurt me. So in that case, it's like, no, you know what? I didn't. And I'm glad I did. Because where would I be now if I didn't? Now, granted, I took an extreme scenario. I fixed myself twice in 10 years. I became my own doctor. I dosed myself. I took my own blood work. I did all my diagnostics myself. I don't want anyone to do that. That's why I wrote this book. I trusted myself. I had the time. I had the wherewithal. I had the the brain capacity for, for that, um, looking at that stuff. And not everybody does. Um, and I don't suggest that. That could be really harmful. But I shouldn't have had to do that. I live in Los Angeles. I live, if you want anti-aging or doctors, you're, this is the right city for it, right? This is what we have. And yet I still couldn't find one in LA that helped me and didn't hurt me and knew what they were talking about. Yeah. If I didn't take matters into my own hands, I don't know that I'd be alive right now. Hmm. So, so you know what I mean? You just have to keep pushing on. You have to persevere. And if you want it that badly, you will find the answers. You just have to keep, like there is an answer. Um, my book is essentially giving all the answers to help you help yourself. But essentially, if anyone's listening out there that hasn't read any thyroid books or have just relied on doctors, you got to get down to business, start researching. And it's almost like that. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of the word God per se, but I love the quote, God helps those who help themselves. Sure. You know, the moment you step up, like you were talking about earlier, you step into it, you step up, something's going to come in and kind of fuel you further down the path. You give up. Then you've lost hope, and and then there you are, and you're sick and miserable, and you know what I mean. So there's an answer for this, and, and don't let any doctor, if anyone listening right now, don't let any doctor tell you you're always going to suffer from X because you have hypothyroidism. Hypothyroidism is solvable. It's yeah. totally solvable. Yeah. And if yours isn't solvable, you're with the wrong doctor, you're on the wrong stuff, or you're eating the right thing, or you're doing the right lifestyle. But that's all covered in my book. The, all those components are there. Um, and you know, someone recently actually. Uh, <laughs> Not a negative review, but it was sort of a negative review of my book that said more facts than I needed to know. <laughs> and I was like, that's that's a compliment. You know, I wanted to give details. When I've read all the thyroid books in the past, and there's only one other one that I like, um, they've all failed because there's not enough details. Right. And patients need these details because otherwise then they're relying on doctors. You know, so I just want to empower people to step up and learn. And, and by the way, I'm not a science person. I have a philosophy degree. I hated math and science growing up. I, I barely got by because I just didn't care. So it's not even that like my mind works this way. And I already had this base of love for science. Not at all. But a lot of this stuff, especially all around thyroid, and that's what I tried to achieve in my book and think I did, which is you only really need to know about it theoretically in order to understand it. You know what I mean, right? Like, you don't need to understand how to program the back end of a computer, but if someone was telling you about kind of how, you can get an idea, you can get a theoretical idea of how it all works, and 
it might not be enough for you to be the actual programmer or or on the other side compound medicine for somebody but it, it it's enough to help you understand where you're at and i think people are scared of that because they feel like oh it's all sciencey and t4 t3 and it's all scary and it's actually quite simple yeah yeah it's, it it's is by by developing that education and we got we got to run but by developing that education it gives you the ability to visualize and be able to look in if you're a complete blank slate and you feel separated from this and it's just this scary thing attacking you and the only one to help is this peripheral source that's you know wearing a white lab coat oh, good luck you know but if you actually develop your own knowledge and awareness of what's happening in your own body and you feel empowered you can start going in and that's something that you know it's like when, when in birth there's blood i think there is this kind of birthing of kind of this like new age, whatever, more, more holistic yeah. or integrative approach of working with ourselves. Whereas for the longest time that was stomped out. Now it's like, we have serious people talking about meditation. You know, it's like, all right, we're getting somewhere. And, and serious life changes because of it. You're right though. But serious life changes as a result of things like meditation and something that can take some 10 minutes out of someone's day can change their life and their health, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad we're living in that world. I'm glad we're living in the world where functional MDs are coming to the forefront and MDs and people in this holistic world and all of these healing modalities. And I live in a place, thank God, where they're all at our fingertips yeah. you know what i mean there's a lot more alternative practitioners here than a lot of places sure. and probably where you are too so yeah, yeah. um i'm glad that it's going that direction yeah yeah so how do people find the book how do people find more about you all that all that business um well if you're interested the paleothyroid solution is available on amazon or barnes and nobles and other resellers online uh if you typed if you went to mark's daily apple and you typed in the paleothyroid solution several excerpts literally from my book will come up if you want to read success stories or you want to see if you even want to buy my book it's only 12.95 so I, I it's the cheapest thyroid book out there and i think worth the money um but you can you can assess it out by checking some of that stuff out first and some podcasts i'm the host of the primal blueprint podcast we did podcasts with a doctor on my book and some success stories so people can also listen and hear for free and make their own decision on whether they think they even want to buy my book um um, and if people want to know more, more about me, you can just go to lruss.com, E-L-L-E-R-U-S-S.com. Um, and you can also contact me there. Um, but yeah, there's so much free information out there and I've done a few podcasts on it. So, you know, um, and for me, this is about helping people. If something I said tips off someone to get the right test and they don't even need to buy my book, I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you can find that out for free through a lot of, you know, a lot of podcasts and stuff on the internet. Cool. Sweet. I love it. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so up. much. Really fun getting to chat. And uh, hopefully if you ever make the Northwest, come on out. Let me know. And uh, yeah. And also, why don't you come on our show? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love we can talk body language and self-care and integration and rolfing. I don't know if anybody in your, in your reality knows I what want... the heck rolfing is. Oh, my gosh. I, I, <laughs> I know about it. So and I want to experience it myself. But yeah. I know also what it is. And I'm not totally ready for it yet yeah. but yeah, yeah yeah i would love to do that let's do that we'll we can yeah, set it we'll, up yeah no, we'll set cool. it up right and so Thank i'm, I'm so much. yeah i'm still recording so people can look out for maybe we can we can do something where like i'll jump over there and we can release them on the same day or something like that so when this comes out that'll be coming out as well so we can kind of do like sweet. cross. cool all right sweet awesome. thank, thank you, you so sweet. much yeah, have a great day i, I appreciate it podcast thank you so much for tuning into the podcast i greatly appreciate your support um, jump on to the website aligntherapy.com a-l-i-g-n therapy.com on there you can find the blog you can find hundreds of free videos on self-care and functional movement you can find podcasts show notes learn more about the guests and all that stuff and uh, from there please and thank you in advance for utilizing the affiliate 
uh, Amazon link on the right hand sidebar of the blog and podcast page. Jump on there, click on that link. Anytime you buy some crap on Amazon, uh, they kick down seven odd percent towards the Elon Podcast Foundation, and it is greatly, greatly helpful for the funding of this show. Thank you as well to audible.com. That is A U D I B L E.com. They are the world's premier. Uh, organization website in uh, audiobooks. Really amazing quality. Got every freaking book you could possibly imagine. Uh, they got me through traveling through Europe, traveling through Af- Africa, traveling all over the country, and uh, it's been been great. The book that I went with when I uh, got my, my free gift from Audible was uh, Shantaram, which is a very nice, nice story. Uh, and it is huge, which is a bonus. So no matter what size of the book, it's all free, and uh, the quality is impeccable, and so yeah, I would recommend getting on there and getting something with a whole, whole lot of pages. Get your value on that thing. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. What else do we have? We have the uh, self-care kit. I hope you guys enjoy that. It is uh, on the website or Amazon. It's a hollow foam roller, screw-on lids, two different size myofascial release balls, door anchors, so you can adjust the height of that band. Get your self-care practice going. Keep those tissues moving, sexy and smooth, the way they deserve. Um, Thank you for reviews on iTunes. That is greatly appreciated. Helps the algorithm gods know that people are tuning into this podcast and enjoying it. Five stars. Por favor. And I think that could be it. Thank you all. I really do genuinely appreciate your support. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being you. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening, and remember to join the movement by subscribing to the podcast. If the information has been helpful, please share and leave your comments in iTunes. Aaron personally reads each one, and it makes all the work worthwhile. Together, we will make a difference and continue to bring more powerful and inspiring messages to the world. Align Podcast.